Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Emotional Eating Recovery. This is Addie, your licensed clinical social worker and your partner on this journey to emotional wellness. In my last episode, we looked at you know various uh, emotional eating behavior patterns. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about change. We're going to look at three things specifically, the stages of change, how stress can affect our motivation to change, and what is your level of motivation to change. So you're going to really evaluate where you are. So let's get right into it. Um, And that starts with the stages of change. And it ranges all the way from not interested all the way to maintenance. So stage one would be, again, you're not interested, don't see a need for change, not in your mindset. That's it. Stage two, you're starting to think about it. There's no plan. You're just thinking about it. What are the risks and the benefits? Why should you want to change? Again, no plan. The third stage, you've decided, yes, this is something I want to work on. And you've created, I would say, a basic plan. Because we can't guarantee every time you know, you create a plan right away, it's going to be the perfect plan. So it's not written in stone, it can be tweaked, but you've created a plan. The next stage is action. So you've put your plan into action. And action ultimately is that you're starting to work on using, intentionally using healthy coping skills to manage stress. Number five is a real possibility because it is a part of the change process and that's relapse. Sometimes we do fall back into old familiar patterns despite all of the eagerness that we had to, you know, really change our emotional eating patterns. That's just the reality. We ultimately want to get to the final stage of maintenance where whereby, you know, we've practiced, we've really worked hard on developing and using our healthy coping skills. And so now they're part of our new normal. That doesn't mean that we'll never sort of fall back sometimes into previous uh, old patterns of behavior. But ultimately, we want to get to a stage of maintenance. And maintenance does not equal perfection because that doesn't exist in our humanity, not in our human nature. Of course, to get to maintenance, again, daily practice is is gone is required i mean it's it's not optional okay so now we fin- we talked about the stages of change now let's look at how stress can affect our motivation to change in exodus chapter 3 we're going to look at verses 7 to 10 i'm not going to read every part of it i'm just going to focus on on the relevant areas it says um, the lord said i have indeed seen the misery of my people in egypt I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land. And then we can just jump to verse 10 where it says, where he's ultimately telling uh, Moses, So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. So now God said, I heard you're crying. Uh, Hey, I'm taking you out of uh, slavery. So he brings them out into the desert. 
And now if we look uh, in Exodus uh, chapter 16, verses 2 to 3, we see in verse 3, the Israelites uh, are saying to Moses and Aaron, well, they're grumbling, and they're saying, oh my goodness, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. I mean, talk about drama, right? They were really feeling the, I believe, the stress of now, you know, having to live in unfamiliar territory. Uh, you move in constantly and now having to learn how to totally dependent on a God they couldn't see. And, you know, when it comes to how stress can influence our motivations to change, you know, initially they were crying out, like, we're ready to get out of this place, out of slavery. But now that they were out of it and dealing with the reality of what change looks like, a new territory, new practice of trust and all of that, then it's like, oh, wait a minute, you know what? I kind of liked the way things were after all. Yes, I was miserable and, and what have you, but you know what? It was familiar to me, and so they they just wanted to get back into old familiar patterns. And often it's, you know, that's how we are today because sometimes we may be very pumped up about making the changes that we want to see when it comes to... um really working on our emotional eating so that we're not running to food to solve our problems. But then, you know, something unplanned might come up or we just didn't plan or a plan didn't work out, etc. And next thing you know, we're right back to where it feels comfortable um, for us. By the way, any ideas as to where the Israelites were on this stage of change, you know, especially when they're grumbling to Moses. Where would you, where would you say they were, and um, and, and what are your thoughts there? So now, okay, so we talked about the stages of change, and we talked about how stress can affect our motivation to change. Now let's look at what your level of motivation is to change. What does it look like specifically to you? So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest and 10 being the highest, where would you rate yourself? Are you a 1? I'm just listening, you know. Well, you could be listening to, you know, a ton of other podcasts and maybe even the same topic. So thanks for showing up here and for you. But really, what keeps you from being, let's say, at a 0? And what would it take for you to move, let's say, to a 2 or a 3? And by the way, does that number one represent hopelessness? Maybe, you know, there was just repeated failures in the past to cope without food. What are your greatest fears? Maybe you were once at an eight, but after a crisis or, you know, the, the pandemic or racial injustice, um, fam- interpersonal situations, you found yourself falling back into old patterns and now maybe you're at a four. Well, what protected you from falling all the way to a two or a three? And what would it take for you to move up towards, let's say, a five? And if you, you know, you're super motivated, you're nine or a ten, well, what brought you to your knees? 
But what will it take for you to stay there? Feel free to write me a comment on where you are and why you believe that's the case. You know, sometimes it can take uh, take us some time to really warm up or be vulnerable with others. And that includes even with God and giving him a chance to be part of our change process. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all you who are, who are weary and burdened, and I will, that's a promise, give you rest. Well, what does that rest look like for you? No more binging, purging, no more obsessive thoughts, you know, or have you considered what the benefits are? Let's say if you decided, no, I'm not going to make any change. I don't want any expectations. I don't want to have to do any practicing. And if you do believe that these benefits outweigh any risks or having to deny yourself, you know, slowing down the uh, the process with our, our thoughts and our, or, and our behaviors and practicing new ways of coping, well, what are the benefits that you're hoping to achieve? What's important to you? Is it an overall sense of well-being, um, positive feelings of self-worth or value, um, improved health, or, or even maybe the ability to provide support to other emotional eaters because you can share what worked for you? Again, please feel free to send me a, a comment or, or email. In Philippians chapter 3, uh, verses 12 to 14, it says, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You know, and it goes on to say, you know, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize. And, and that's really what our lifelong journey is going to be about. We got to keep pressing on. We have to forget what's behind, especially if we fall, we have a lapse or a full-blown relapse. And that's where we have to really go back. We got to check what's the motivation that we even created a plan in the first place and get back on the ball. Right. In Psalm 23 verses one and verse four, you know, the, the it says the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing, which means everything that we need in order to be able to achieve this emotional wellness is within uh, reach. But it does take it does takes practice. It does take practice and it takes intentional practice. So. Let's wrap up for today. Please take some time to evaluate where you believe you are on the change continuum. What helped you to shift maybe from a previous stage of change and how that can help you during times that your motivation may wax or wane? Thank you for joining today's episode. Please join me again in one week and have a great day. Bye.